0: guys, what's up? Welcome back to a brand new episode. So today, I think I just spent the last like, honestly, hour trying to get my microphone to work and trying to get everything to work correctly. And it just wasn't. So I was just like, is today my day or not? It's been a week, honestly. I feel like I've had to really push myself this week to not let everything bug me because I have had a week of like, man, like I never have to try this hard to like wanna hustle or wanna work hard but it's been one of those weeks where that it's been a weird like energy week maybe it's in my head who knows say what you want it's been a weird it's been a week but it is Friday I'm so excited I've actually been trying to film this episode for a few days but I was just really not in the right like mindset I don't know I have to be I have recorded episodes so far, where I just was like pushing myself to film or not film, record it, and I wasn't in the best mindset. So I think it's just so good to wait until I'm in there. So I'd rather I'm gonna start actually bulk recording. I'm gonna close my door real quick. Hold on. Oh my gosh, who else's dogs have like massive anxiety? I just closed my door so I would have better audio because it was bouncing off the walls outside of my room, and. My dog instantaneously heard the door close, runs over here, he's so anxious, but now he's in his crate. My dogs love their crates. Like they actually like prefer them sometimes. So that's that. Anyways, I'm gonna start bulk recording my episodes because I'm in such a good mood today. I'm in a mood to talk and I'm in a mood to inspire if you will. So I think it's a good day. It's a good day for me to record these episodes. Um, you won't even be able to tell, but I'm actually able to take a call um, in like 10 minutes. So I'm getting my vocal cords warmed up before this little business call, if you will, um, taking the meetings as the YouTubers say. I was like, I'm in a meeting, like classic, call classic. But we love a meeting. We love it. We're here for it. So, um, so yeah, it's Friday. I have my coffee. I'm planning on filming some YouTube stuff after I film two episodes. I'm recording. Um, I'm also taking some. It's a good like balanced day. I have some calls. I have some podcast stuff to do. I'm gonna film some YouTube stuff. Um, just the off camera portions. And I'm gonna work out later. It's gonna be a good, balanced day, honestly. So I'm excited. Um, Also, I'm officially recording in a better sound quality room. This is a more open space. So you can probably tell a difference. You can probably hear a difference in the sound quality because it's not like my voice is bouncing off 18 walls anymore. It's bouncing off like two, which is gonna sound a lot better in the end. So I wanted to talk about today. What people don't understand about the slime industry um i think it's important just started this off by specifying those who do this 100 for fun is very different than people like myself who pursue this as my full-time career my full-time living um so i think it's important to make that specification before you start listening Because people, obviously, lots of people post slime stuff. It doesn't always mean that, you know, they're trying to make this a huge career move or anything. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. I've just chosen for this to be part of my career. And I love it. I'm having a great time with it. Um, But I wanted to talk about more specifically, because I'm talking about, like, my niche industry... I want to talk about what it's like to work in a niche industry and what that means when talking to brands, what that means when you are just marketing yourself in general to other friends, family, colleagues. Um, It can be kind of difficult and hard to stand your ground, but I wanted to give you guys some advice on things that I do, things that I have learned Um, And just like overall some strategies that you have to kind of implement into your lifestyle, into your thinking in order to confidently go about working in an industry like this that's so new, that's so niche. And truly, I think you can apply this episode to... If you are working in a niche industry right now, let's say that even if it's just like working on the internet has a big stigma Um, being self-employed has a huge stigma. It can be, people can kind of talk about it in a very kind of hurtful way. They don't mean it that way. You know, people, I don't, I try to tell myself that everyone has their best interest in mind, I just really try and give everyone the benefit of the doubt um people that make comments about people that stay at home and work or just are self-employed they're probably just uneducated about it um truly obviously like it is an ideal situation but people like to look at where you are um versus how you got there you know like I'm not gonna go into a giant tangent you guys have kind of heard my story already I think in general it's so easy to look at what I've built for myself, what anyone that you kind of look up to or idolize or in general, anyone that is self-employed, it's so easy to look at them and be like, oh my gosh, like their life is so easy. And I'm not saying my life is just like so hard or you know whatever, you know, um, what's so wrong with loving a job like this that I have worked so hard to make full time, um, I didn't stop at the first like viral video I got or the first whatever, like paycheck. Like, if anything, it was just such a reminder that I could make this a real thing. And I'll save more of the tangents and stuff on my personal story, but I want to jump into the stigmas, you know, things I've learned, what people don't really understand about the slime industry, and just how you could benefit from. This episode in general, I think. So yeah, in general, we are a niche industry. Um, and if you are working in a niche industry that's newer, you could even classify a niche industry being, you know, YouTube, being a YouTuber, blogging, um, vlogging, you know, just working in an d- industry that is so unexplored still. Yes, YouTube's been around for a while. People, people know what a YouTuber is. But I think it is still something that people are kind of like, uh, that's like your real job. And it's like, yeah, I've worked my butt off for this, (laughs) you know. But there's still that kind of stigma around it. So it's important to remind yourself that we are new. We are writing the path. We are, whatever we do kind of like sets the example for the next generation. Um, When I was starting out YouTube, I... I used to watch like My Life as Ava, Bethany Moda, all of them. And then, you know, the next generation of YouTubers. And this isn't like me saying anything bad. It's just like whatever those YouTubers, you know, Ava and Bethany Moda did, people are going to like base their content kind of off that. And they're going to, they're kind of like their starting board for content is going to start from basically where those creators set the bar at and then keep going higher or just go in a different direction. Like truly it sets the standard for content, for creating. And that was for me, I feel like, and I feel like I'm talking about myself in a weird light, but it's just like the truth of the matter. I was one of the first people to, I was like, I kind of call myself part of like the first wave of slime, you know, slime shop. I mean, it wasn't really a slime shop. I think first wave of YouTube um, creating content around slime. Was definitely my thing. It's like the natural progression of, of life, of content creation, it's like whatever was done, it's gonna like be replicated and people are going to have bigger and better ideas than what you did three years ago. It is just how it works. People are going to make content that is exactly like yours And that's just how it is, you know? And then to kind of bounce off that, I wanted to say um, that not all brands are going to understand the slime world. It's such a new industry. And with that being said, you're going to have to work 10 times harder to be heard and understood by brands and taken seriously. Um, So commonly, again and again and again, I still hear wait, you do slime? Like, that's your job? And people say it with, they're trying to be nice, but it comes across in a really weird way. And I get kind of offended by it. I'm like, yes, I do slime. Okay, I don't just like, you know, it's like, yes, I do slime, but there's, people kind of just imagine this like green Nickelodeon slime and me just like poking it all day. And I'm like, There's so much more behind it, but I think that is the perfect example of when you can take the kind of comment and just educate someone and just be like, yeah, you know, I've been doing this for years now. I've built, you know, a slime shop. I've built a YouTube channel. I now have a podcast. I educate people. I've met so-and-so, you know, I'm trying to do this with my life, you know. Steer the conversation in a direction that, you want your legacy to be, that is what I can tell you that it's, it's really, it's hard because you will hear that all the time. I commonly hear, how'd you get started? Um, wait, you do slime, you know, that's all you do. Instead of getting frustrated, you really have to take that moment and you will get tired of saying this over and over again, but you have to take that moment and educate people in the matter. You know, you can't run away from it. You can't be, hindered by it take that as your time to educate people give them the information that they need to hear it's so important and you will feel better educating people versus being defensive you know at first i was defensive and then i was like what is this actually doing besides making me look like a fool so take this time to educate people about your industry that's what i'm doing It can be repetitive you know but you show people how you want to be taken and if your first response is oh i don't just do slime like be like yeah you know i do slime and this and i've created an entire life for myself and i want to do this you know you control the direction of the conversation you control how you are taken you control that entirely and Maybe someone leaves that conversation and they still feel some type of way. That's whatever. That's literally not on you. You have to just remember that you said your piece. You educated them. You said what you feel. You put the end of the universe, you know, and you have to just keep moving on with your life. You can't just sit there and obsess over everyone taking you the right way because that's not how any job works at all. You know, not everyone's gonna understand. Not everyone's going to want to understand. People might say things that are just like out of jealousy, which truly there shouldn't be jealousy, because I worked for like three and a half years and my first paycheck was like a hundred dollars. So let's not forget these things. You know, it definitely is It definitely is a hustle, and I have said that so much in this podcast, but it just is you know I'm not gonna sit here and say it's easy, like it's not uh, I'm so honored and thankful that I found this path that does not mean that it wasn't a struggle or hard work to get here or to maintain it, you know, even though you arrive at success or you arrive at something that feels maintainable and stable that does not mean that you have arrived and you can just be like complacent like. I think that is the time to work harder once you have arrived at that point it's like okay what can i do next like what is my next move always be thinking like that obviously let yourself um obviously let yourself appreciate moments where you deserve to be celebrated and all of that at the same time i think it's important to constantly be innovating new ideas creating new ideas and just looking at the future in a big scope And kind of to bounce off that it is so something i love about working in a niche industry it's kind of the best thing because you have so much creative freedom to do whatever you want and that's the best part about it honestly especially with what i do and the slime industry is we are writing the history we are paving the paving the way for future people that are going to do what we are doing right now and that means we can do whatever we want you can do whatever you want in any job that like okay can you no can you do whatever you want in any nine to five or in any situation like that probably not um that is the beauty of being self-employed and it's a risk you have to kind of sign up for and understand just because you have creative freedom Not to like break the wall down, but just because you have the freedom to create whatever you want does not mean it's going to make you so much money or become this crazy income source. Like it could literally be your worst performing video. It could literally make you $10 maybe, you know. And I think it's important then to look at that video in a different light and remind yourself Wow, like this is my favorite video, but it didn't perform the best. I think it's important to remember that in hindsight, not everything you're gonna do in life, in your business, in a job, isn't always going to equal this like massive paycheck. You're gonna have to do stuff and you're going to do stuff. You maybe you already do stuff that is for experience, is gonna help you grow so much, and genuinely is going to guide you on a path and a mentality that is gonna be so important and so strong. For you to integrate into your life and you will take that information and you will just apply it so much better as you go on as your channel gets bigger as you you know as you have more sales as as you just grow in general in your business in anything you will have that grounding information to kind of zone in and come back to and then to kind of cap that off it's important to remember you know it's it's a marathon not a sprint success doesn't happen overnight success is something that takes You don't reach success. You know, you constantly, you can build on success. I don't believe that you ever are just like, oh, I'm successful. Like, I'm officially successful. I have reached the end. I'm done. I've done it all. Like, whatever I can do in this world, I'm just going to stop. Like, I'm successful. I have reached success. I don't think that's how it is. You can be successful, but I don't think you ever are going to just like, be this person that is success you know you are the you know you are the standard like you are that highest point someone can reach i don't believe that's possible i think everyone kind of it's the same thing with like always growing as a person you know you don't ever just reach your full form you are constantly innovating you are constantly trying to be a better person grow as a person you don't just like reach full form. That's like not how it works. You know, you are still going to be susceptible to growing and learning and taking in new information, even when you are like 75 years old. And if you aren't, then I don't think that's a great thing. I think you should always try and keep an open mind and always be open to learning new things, taking on new skills. There is, in my opinion, there is no skill out there that you can ever learn or ever engage in that won't benefit you in some aspect. Maybe it's just Aside from that skill, maybe you literally learn how to build, (laughs) this is a dumb example, but how to build headphones, okay? Maybe you will never actually build headphones in your entire life, but you are going to be learning so many different things about yourself, your potential, your work ethic. Maybe you meet some people that you would have never crossed paths with, maybe because you are spending your time going to build these headphones, you know, in that commute that you have to take every day, you meet somebody, you learn something, something crazy happens. Like you just do not know the direction that your life will take you in. So I think it is so important to never be complacent in success and constantly be open to growing and learning and achieving more. And just never letting yourself get a little too comfortable. And I'm not saying don't let yourself appreciate the small things. Appreciate, like, you should appreciate yourself. If you are doing amazing things and you want to celebrate and you want to let yourself you know, rejoice in that, then do it. But I think that's when you are having those moments, be like, my gosh, this is so cool. Like, what can I do next? Like, what is it that I wanna do next? What can I do next? Um, Kind of always have that kind of mindset. Don't make yourself crazy. But, you know, I kind of want to segue back into dealing with the misconception, taking a hard switch of, I guess, topics in a way. But it all does kind of revolve around what people don't understand about the slime industry. Um, The misconception can be really brutal. um, And I kind of want to use this topic to transition into SLUMU. If you guys know about the SLUMU Institute in New York, SLUMU to me is... It couldn't have happened at a better time because me as a YouTuber, as a content creator, when I'm trying to work with brands that possibly aren't your stereotypical slime brand, you know, maybe they aren't just like a glue brand or a slime brand. Maybe it's a brand that does something kind of left field, but you have a really cool idea of how you can showcase their products. But there isn't any kind of example previously out there that I can be like oh hey brand so and so look at this example you know there really isn't that but I think the misconception is the misconception and SLUMU are just two beautiful things and they're bridging so many opportunities for I mean I'm so thankful to say myself for any other creators and it's a great example to show brands okay well this is an institute for slime of all ages anyone can come to this they can engage in slime they can immerse themselves in the culture learn about the history play with slime hear slime smell slime like literally the options are endless but there are multiple brand opportunities that have already engaged with slumu and are you know Even if it's as simple as a container brand like Rubbermaid, for example, I know that they use those containers at SLUMU. Even if it's just a brand like Rubbermaid collaborating with a slime brand, that's so awesome and a huge step in a big direction. And... I'm so happy to have SLUMU because of the misconception, whenever I have phone calls with brands or I'm trying to pitch to brands with my manager and we're trying to give examples of content or give them an idea of what we're trying to say, I think for me SLUMU could not have come at a better time because now when I talk to brands, I'm like, well, yeah, so. I understand you know we have to be open we have to educate we have to you know bring them down from the stereotype of just like haha I poke slime all day and make money like I wish lol once we bring them back to earth um I love to throw in the slumu um the slumu factor and how brands are working with SLUMU that aren't your typical slime brand. But yes, it is just really nice to have the SLUMU factor in this whole equation, because now when I'm talking to brands, I can be like, well, yeah, you know, for example, there is this thing in New York that, you know, it's the first ever slime institute. It's for all ages. It is expanding the demographic for the generic slime interest. And this is why you should work with me, because For example you know there are thousands of people that are seeing slime that have never seen slime before that are opening their eyes to it and once they are in that space there are so many different things for example like at slumu you can buy slime fashion in a sense which is such a cool idea i think for a brand like for a more fashion kind of brand to see that collaboration and be like oh well we should do this or i'm like hey, random makeup brand, you know, we should do a brand deal together because I'm going to crush your makeup. Um, but I'm also going to do like a morning routine video using your makeup, you know. So truly it is just finding those brands that are open to it. You're, and this is just like working in each niche industry. You're going to have to repeat yourself a lot. You're going to have to pitch yourself to brands way more than anybody else because there's just, there really isn't any foundation for this world I mean you could kind of bounce it off with the kids world and like the kids niche on YouTube and such but to me it's so different and the slime space is so new and so interesting to me I'm still so fascinated by it even though it's been so long and yeah it's just it's so cool and it's very inspiring and motivational to see brands that aren't usually going to be partaking in this space that are now engaging with us and opening up and start listening to us more. And as a business owner, you know, they're starting to show up more and starting to, you know, sponsor more. And that is so inspiring. And when I first started out, I kind of had to accept, I was like, okay, this is something that started literally a few months ago. Brands aren't going to have a single idea. You know, it's going to take some time. And if you are interested in taking that risk and working super hard and accepting that maybe in a year from now, like this space won't even be here, you know, and if you were okay with that risk, you know, that is up to you completely. But I think if you work hard enough on anything in life, there will be a return on investment and ROI, if you will. However, that investment doesn't always mean money. It can mean knowledge. It can mean education, experience. You can learn different skills in life. You know, not everything, and I've already said this in the podcast, or I've already said this in this episode, but not everything in life is going to equal a dollar sign, you know? maybe you spend so much time working on this new niche and you're like, "Oh, I didn't learn anything. I didn't amount to anything." Do not tell yourself that. That is so not true. You learned so much. You have probably mastered this industry. What can you do next? You know, what can you do to take that knowledge and put it somewhere else? That knowledge doesn't just like become unvaluable. Is that a word? Unvaluable? That knowledge does not lose its value because something is just no longer there. That knowledge is still applicable and maybe you can understand while like, wow, if I look back at my data or like if I look back at everything, this is where it started to like shift and I didn't realize it. Um, And you can just take that and you can use that knowledge and all the stuff you learned and apply it into your next endeavor, whatever it may be, and not make the same mistake twice. Possibly you have learned something. Maybe you don't want to be so specifically a slime channel. Maybe you want to be a multifaceted channel. Maybe you want to be just like a kid's channel in general, a toy channel, whatever it may be, there is value in anything you do. And it's hard to see in the short term because you probably are like, oh my gosh, like I spent so much time on this and there was no reward, blah, blah, blah. We all do it to ourselves. I do this myself all the time. I'm always like, I spent so much time on this and it literally did nothing. But then in like two years, you know, you find someone referencing that video you did or something you did that led them to find you. And you just don't know who is watching. You don't know what the future holds, if you would have told me that right now, January 31st, 2020, I would be podcasting about my slime career and talking to you about my YouTube channel, my business, my slime shop, things I've learned and like, what? Oh, and that I went to college and like actually got my degree and didn't just like do YouTube and whatever. Like I, if you would have told me even a fraction of that statement, I would not believe you honestly i would not believe you so that is just my <laughs> that is like an ode to what you have to remember working in a niche industry ultimately i find the slime world to be so fascinating even still three years later truly it is like such a phenomenon that steps that stemmed from instagram you know people created their first ever slimes that maybe just weren't like glue and borax they were you know scented or they were colored or they whatever they had names there's just so many different aspects that i genuinely need to find out who was the first person like who was the first one not the second not the tenth like who was the first person to sell slime like i know who was like in the first you know the like the 2016 people I know a few of those people but I don't really know who the first one was. It's just so interesting, you know? Maybe it wasn't... It's just like, I just think it's so fascinating when stuff like this starts to look at a trend and be like, okay, so who was the first one to sell? Who was the first one to post a slime video? Who decided that poking could be a certain way and wasn't satisfying if it was this way? It is truly so fascinating of the psychology of the slime world. It's a thing, you know, and it's interesting what happens when people get on Instagram and they start doing a, they start engaging in a trend and it's cool to kind of watch it all play out. It is just fascinating, you know, people are so, so creative and so smart and it's, and they get smarter and more creative and innovative by the day. It is so fun to watch and be a part of I just have so much respect for people that capitalize on a trend and try to make something of themselves and do it for the long run. You know, I think it's so commendable. Is that a word commendable? Yeah. To be commended. Correct? Um, I'm gonna look at all add- oh, explore commendable. Worthy of praise. Yes, okay. I am not speaking gibberish for once. That's a right word. Hello, I went to college. Can you believe it? (laughs) For journalism, too. Yeah, can I talk? Probably not, but it's truly so commendable. And I hope people know that. I feel that way about everyone that was truly the first, the second, the third, the tenth like those people that takes so much guts to be able to get out there and start selling this mysterious product that no one has any idea what they're even ordering there's no history about it there's no reviews on it you know you're kind of just like taking a dive in the pool and assuming that you know you'll like it you know it's it's interesting. I'm so fascinated by it. And I truly want to do so much more digging into the beginning of it, the evolution of it, because 2016 slime versus 2020 slime so different. Same as 2017 versus 2018 so different. The rise of the slime convention. There's just so... It's just so interesting to me. And of course, there is some similarities, you know, because it's the same kind of concept of watching YouTubers, YouTube conventions... But it's like Comic-Con, you know, it's like a niche convention, um, which I think is just so fascinating. I genuinely don't know. I don't know where the future of slime conventions will be going. Um, For as long as they are being put on, I will be at them. If you guys are curious, I will be at Slime Bash 6 in Miami, March, or no, February 29th to March 1st. Um, I have a link, actually, on my website if you go to there. If you scroll down past my product listings, there is a direct link. If you hit that link, it will automatically apply a $5 off, I believe, ticket discount to your ticket. If you want to attend Slime Bash in Miami, I'm going to be there. I haven't committed to anything else this year yet, but um, I know of a few I want to go to for sure. So very excited for that. The Slime Convention is truly, like, something in itself that I'm so intrigued by. <laughs> so yeah, I think it kind of touch base on whatever I wanted to talk about in this episode um, from the misconception, from trying to pitch yourself, from understanding that you have to work very hard to be heard, especially working in a niche industry. You have to really work very hard. You have to show that you are worthy and not give up. You have to post so much, you know, even if views fall engagement falls that's just how it is online i have been on youtube for such a long time there are times when views engagement are like astrom astronomically high which you're like uh what's going on or it's just like weirdly low and you're like um what's going on but it is not the time when that happens to Stop posting, post less. Like that's actually the worst thing you can do. Just keep posting, keep it fresh, keep it cute, <laughs> keep posting those videos and or Instagrams or whatever it is. And not to be cheesy, but it's just like the truth. You just can't give up. Just show you're worth it. Post, post, post. Okay. I think I have ran my battery low of what I can say about this, but that is what people don't understand about the slime industry. If you guys want me to do more episodes about this, maybe a part two, if you have any additions, if I should touch base on anything I did not talk about, please um, leave a review also. But I want you guys to let me know on my at the slime podcast Instagram if I should do any like part two, part three, whatever. If you have any podcast episode ideas, I'm thinking for my next um, podcast episode, I want to talk about my eight streams of income that I have built and managed throughout the year and just kind of go in detail about what exactly I do within YouTube in slime and how important it is to have multiple income sources, especially as someone who is self-employed and like depends on to pay my bills, my rent, you know, there's so many things. So that is my next episode. I'm going to be filming that. I'm going to record that actually in the next hour. So that way it goes up next Friday. Um, do you guys prefer episodes to be posted in the morning or in the afternoon? Do you prefer like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or more like 3, 4 p.m. on Fridays? Let me know on my Instagram, at the Slime Podcast, and I will see you guys in the next episode. All right. Bye, guys.